Welcome back to another episode of the Green Machine Podcast. Another week and another interview. We're delighted to be joined by former Watford, Ireland under 21, international and football's next star runner-up, Connor Smith. Connor, delighted to be joined by you, by you today. How are you getting on? Yeah, yeah good to be here. Um, yeah, all good. Um, obviously, a lot different now to what I was when I was back at Watford, not under 21, but still, still going well, still enjoying it. That's the main thing. So uh, it's good to be on, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at a bit of footage of the... Because I remember the football next star because uh, you were just the Irish lad on it. And everyone was like... I remember everyone back home was like, Jesus, there's an Irish guy. You're doing very well in that. And yeah, you've grown up a bit since. <laughs> you've grown up yeah. a bit since. Yeah, the, it, it's a weird. Obviously, it's been... I'm now 28 now. It's been literally 12, over 12 years ago now. So it's been a long time. So I'd like to think I'm, I'm aging a little bit better than I did look back then. So, I, you know, it's like every few years something will creep up on someone's social media and it will pop back in a group chat. You think, here we go again. Like, <laughs> but I, I obviously I enjoy talking about it, but you know what it's like? You, I picture I'm 16 at the time. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Look, look, I'm, I'm looking miles off it. But no, it was it was good. It's obviously it's part of the journey that got me to where I am. So I did enjoy it and I, I loved my time on it. But when you look back, like like it like most people do when they're 16, 12 odd years ago, you probably think, what was I doing? But no, it is, it is, it's nice to, to talk about it rather than look back on it. That makes yeah, sense. look back at the baby face. At least you've grown exactly. up, Connor. At least you've grown up. You have a fine beard on you now, so at least that worked <laughs> out well for you, you know. Yeah. So you're from Mullingar originally, so big music town. So Joe Dolan, Niall Horan, trying to think who else, Brezzy. It's a big yeah, music yeah. tour there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. The music. Yeah, I, was at a, I was at a wedding there a couple of years ago, and I just saw the music tour. But you're not that many footballers from Mullingar, is there? Nah, to be fair, saying that, and I'll... We had a good, good team. Mullingar Athletic, my age group especially, we um, we we pretty much won most leagues we were involved in, and always done quite well. And there was there was lads there who we've been always got Ireland trials as well, um, for under 16s ne- never quite got a cap, but we had, we did have players that were, were more than good enough to come over. Even I always say it now, looking back when I when I was at the Watford youth team, there was players in the Sunday league team I played with Mullingar Athletic that were just as good as the boys there. But problem you got was especially around Mullingar there. We'd, we'd have boy, we'd have three or four boys missing from a match on a Sunday because they had Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. They just took over sports more serious, but there was boys with potential to to go on and play in England, but it just never had that where it was their main main focus really. But there's some still some good players that maybe that's a reason why there's not as many players flying out in Mullingar because within my age group anyway, there was definitely potential there for players. I think the guy definitely takes over a lot yeah. of precedence. It still does. It still does, and I mean. Some of our best athletes go on and play guy, you know, and it's, exactly it's right, only because like a few lads from Atlone, I suppose, like I know Alan Sheehan is obviously a good bit older than yourself, like, but I, I know he went over a couple of lads from Westmead have have gone on to play for Ireland. I think is Deji Satano. Um, don't know if you've heard of him. He signed for Brentford last night. I think he could be from Mullingar. Right. Um, he would have been over with Nice. He was with United for a while. Um, but I think think he could be. He might be from Waterford, but I have a feeling he's from Mullingar. But just another one to kind of to kind of go through. So. Kind of in the lead of so a lot of people do associate associate you with football's next star. Obviously, you had a really good career with the likes of Plymouth as well. You, you were with Wimbledon for a while. Um, in the lead up to going on the show, like was there any interest from clubs across across in England or or around before you uh, went on? It was a weird one. So pr- prior to the show, there was um there was I was I I had a lot of the, the better Dublin's on the league teams that wanted to sign me. The ones that probably would ship a lot of players across. Um, and that was always a thing of. My, to be fair to my mum and dad, they're always happy to drive me up to Dublin if that's what I decided to do. Um, but I just, I, I never really decided to do it in the end. There's there's a couple of clubs that I came close to moving up to DDSL and it's just because I thought it was probably a better chance of being spotted or seen or anything like that, but never quite did it. And then 
obviously went on the show. To be fair, and I say it every time I talk about the show, me and a couple of my pals saw the ad, went for the trials for a bit of a laugh, not think you just it's a kickabout for a day. We never thought we'd get anywhere. Yeah. And obviously it escalated from there. But in terms of after we, after I went for the whole show and came back, obviously there was a three, four month spell where I had to go to air. So I weren't even known that I'd done well on that. And in the meantime, I'd played a couple of games after I'd filmed the show with Mullingar. And then that's when I had a Stoke scout wanting me to go over and troll. And um, so it started to pick up then, but I'd already agreed a Watford troll off the back of the show anyway. So I obviously never ended up going to Stoke because once I went to Watford and got offered a deal, I thought it'd be stupid to say no, just in case it didn't work out and then the contract got taken away. But prior to the show, no, but then... Funny enough, before the show even aired, then it did kind of happen. But as I said, I, there was already stuff in, in place from the show that I didn't really need to do that in the end. Yeah, so you're obviously making an impression. And, and you said, like, you went for a trial. Like, talk us through about, I suppose, the process of getting on to the show and, and I suppose, um, kind of the process of getting to where you were on the show because you said you, you kind of went for a kickabout, but it worked out fairly well for you, Connor. Yeah, exactly that. that to be fair, I think it ended up being 12,000 people across UK and Ireland trialed for it or whatever it was. But you know what it's like? You turn off for one day, there was different drills, where like different technical drills. And then you then, if you've done well enough, and then uh, a certain amount will play a match at the end. And there was different slots each day. Um, even that, like I, I could have went up and had a just, you know, there's just days we don't quite go for you. I could have had one of them days. Luckily, obviously that weren't, that weren't the case. But a, a, few, a couple of lads I went up with who, who were probably as good as me at the time didn't get to the, even the match on the trial day that we went. And obviously I did. And obviously as I progressed on, but just, I just got lucky. The day I went up, I done well. Um, they obviously liked what they saw within reason. And obviously they just progressed from there, just snowballed from there. But I suppose some people might, but some people might have the mindset of going up thinking they're going to do well. And I knew I was obviously good and had a chance of having a career in football. But as I said, you're going up on a trial where there's going to be hundreds of lads. And you just think, I, I was always in, in of the mindset of like, if anything happened to ledge, if it don't, I'll have a laugh, a kick about it and just go back, crack on with what I'm doing. But obviously, as I said, look, it turned out well for me. Tell me about the, tell me through the experience on the show itself, because I mean, it's one thing trying to, like you spoke about, you know, getting offered trials and you went over Watford, you, you would have had a lot of interest from the DDSL and so on. But what's it like when there's a camera kind of shoved in your face the whole time and when the likes of Jamie Redknapp are kind of, uh, kind of around, around your shoulder and giving you a bit of advice? Uh, to be fair, if if you if you ever do watch it back, and I don't recommend doing that because I'll, I'll, I'll never be able to watch it back. But I am um, I, I, I was I was probably quite shy if I'm honest. Not not shy with when the cameras weren't on me. I like if you asked if you spoke to the boys, I was probably one of the not the loudest, but like the most outgoing. Like have a laugh in the villa. But that camera thing, as you said, when it's when it's a lot, it's a different story when there's a camera in your face. And um, if if there's hidden cameras, they probably got some great footage of me. But when when the camera's in your you face, probably you probably don't know, want that to come back up, Connor. <laughs> no, exactly. That. You're not wrong, but no, I, I, it's not. It's unbelievable. I'm six, sixteen. There's the, ten of us went to Italy between the ages of sixteen and eighteen in a villa, like right on Lake Como, um, just doing stuff that you would only dream of. Do you know what I mean? Like going to San Siro, doing all these different things. Where just unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable experience. And funny enough, um, I spoke to I spoke to my pal, so Anthony O'Connor, who came fifth on the show, um. He lives about 10, 15 minutes away from me and he's still my best pal to this day. So since then, we've, we've never, like, we've stayed in touch. We were close on the show and pretty much kicked on. He, I speak to him every day. I said to him, I was obviously coming on the podcast and um, that chance how we talk about this, I said I'd drop his name in for him. So if, if he does listen, he'd be buzzing. But um, <laughs> that's another good thing to take away from it. Like, we had a good laugh, like proper good laugh. Some great lads on there as well. Excellent. So you're go still good friends with Anthony. Is there anyone else you're, you're in touch with there? Are you in touch with Ben who, who won the show? 
No, like I've 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 crossed paths him in the last couple of years in terms on within football, but not not um not uh, not staying in touch in terms of anything else. Obviously, when if we bump into each other in football in football terms, and obviously we'd have a chat. Um, there's a couple of others I've bumped into a few times here and there, but nothing to terms of like with with Ant, but everyone else. They're all great lads. Don't get me wrong, all great lads. But you know what it's like. You go your own, you go separate ways. You just lose touch and that. But fortunately enough, with Ant, that never happened really. Yeah, thankfully no hard feelings, I say, because even uh, like I, I look back at the footage and you're so like you're only a kid, like, and you're so yeah. classy. And your parents as well, like your 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 mum goes straight over to his mum and gives her a big hug. Like it's just there's there's a touch of class about the whole thing. It's a very gracious kind of thing. And I mean, not in a bad way, but I mean you, even though you didn't get the contract with Inter Milan, you you pretty much went straight to the championship, you know. So it's um it's interesting how it all kind of panned out and uh, I suppose you, you would have trained with the was it with the first team you trained with because Patrick Vieira this kind of footage of him yeah. kind of out there yeah on the, on the on the last day when it was just myself and Ben um, we, yeah we trained with the first team um, obviously as you can imagine 16 they're, they're a silly like, we, were, we were so far off what they were about like ability wise physical everything they were they're obviously some of the best players in the world. They went on obviously to win the Champions League that year, so yeah. they genuinely were the best team in Europe. Um, well, they, well they, had you, they had you to train against Connor, so it was a good, good preparation yeah, yourself. Exactly. And ben. That's probably why. <laughs> That's probably why it only gets easier after that, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> nah, they um, for, look, it was an international break as well that weekend, so there's a few of the big, big hitters in terms of I think Eto, Gabriel Melito, or Diego Melito, one of the whoever Melito was a striker, yeah, Diego, um, I think they, yeah. they, were, they were away, but. Fierre had obviously retired from from international. Matarati was there. There were still a few big hitters, but yeah, really, really good experience. Um, obviously grew up watching the Prem like most Irish kids do. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the league we watch the most. So play, training against Fierre was good, and he signed he signed a shirt for me, which I still got hung up at home. So that's that's nice to have as well. Yeah, it's seventeen years ago today since him and Roy Keane had that uh that tunnel bust up. So. Yeah, that'll that probably won't go down well with Roy Keane, but sure, it it doesn't really matter, does <laughs> Listen, it? So, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love a signed shirt from him. So if he does ever watch it, he's more, than, I'm more than happy to receive one of them. Public appeal from Connor Smith to Roy Keane. I don't know if you've seen the links to Sunderland today, Connor, but um, I did you know, too. Fair, I actually did yeah. see that. Yeah, I saw that on the way home. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you'll have yeah. to go to the stadium of light then and and go up with your shirt. I think. Exactly that. That's not wrong. I see there's a massive call for Sunderland to or Sunderland till I die three now. If he goes on there, that'd be a good season to watch. <laughs> That'd be entertaining, all right, absolutely. And just even, funny thing with Inter Milan, like you've got the Irish link as well, because Liam Brady would have played there, Robbie Keane would have played there. And then even recently, like Ryan Nolan, um, young young centre half, like he's been over there as well. So interesting that there was that link. Did you get to chat to Jose at all? Or, jo- or Jose, Jose, I think he, <laughs> yeah. I think he kind of um, schooled us on how to pronounce his name during uh, during the Spurs series, didn't he? <laughs> he did actually do fair, yeah, he did. I've watched that as well. Um, now, when we first went over there, the the ten of us we got to, we got we got to meet him. Obviously, you know it's like he's um, especially at that time he had that aura about him. I'm sure he still does now, but he yeah. was he was literally the pinnacle of manager at the time. He'd um, he'd obviously done what he'd done at Porto, went to Chelsea, done what he'd done there, and obviously then at Inter Milan where. He hadn't won the Champions League yet, but he obviously went on to win it that year. He, um, yeah, he did. He had that. We we only got to speak to him for five ten minutes, but even within that, he um, just oozes personality, doesn't he? Like as as he did when he first arrived in England, he he had that same aura about him. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's like they say they say all the usual stuff. Obviously, work hard, all that kind of stuff. But he 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 he, he did have that about him. Even no matter what he was saying, for whatever reason, coming from him, it did seem a lot better coming from him. But just he had that about him, I suppose. Yeah. Must have been surreal. And only a couple of days later, so you're, you're playing against, I mean, you're training with, you know, Vieira and, and the likes, and then a couple of days later, you're back 
playing for uh, playing for Mullingar. <laughs> yeah, that, that was literally it though. That's that's the brilliant thing. So when when it finished, obviously the final trained with the first team. The next day, flew back home, back to normal. But then I had I had my trial organised for I think it was like eight or nine days after I flew back with Watford. And obviously me being me, just wanting to kick a ball around. I, there was a game on. My, I must have got back on the Friday, and there was a game on that Sunday, and then the following Sunday, and I was going to Watford on the Monday. And I was like, oh, I'll play both games. I'm not not even thinking if I get injured, I'll kill myself. But I'm thinking I'll I'll play both games. Like just keep ticking up. It'd be good to see the lads in that. Play a couple of games before I go to Watford on trial. Um, and obviously done that. Looking back, and I, obviously I'm on the on the Sunday before I go to Watford. The manager's like, just take it easy. My mum and dad are like, just take it easy. Nothing silly. I'm flying into tackles, melting <laughs> people. Like, you get, you know, it's like get sucked in. But yeah. I just, I suppose, especially even more so at that age, like I just loved playing football, and that was the case. I was, I probably shouldn't have played. It, looking back, if I was, if I had a big transfer lined up now, um, I would, I wouldn't, I would, ask, you wouldn't, you wouldn't ask not to play. But if you're going to have a medical at a club or something, and you, you didn't, it, it took a few days, you probably wouldn't train because you don't want to lose that move or that opportunity. And for some reason. I didn't didn't decide to do that as a kid. I went went and played, and luckily didn't get injured. So, yeah, but I enjoyed it with the boys. So it's, that's that's the main thing. I think at that age you just want to play games, don't you? You just want exactly, to get the games yeah. in. You just want to you just want to get out and running. So 2011, you signed for Watford. Um, yeah. just kind of before we touch on Watford. So you, you did go on loan to to Wilson, and yeah. you're actually with them last year as well. Have you ever come across the Wilson Raider? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, Gordon's his name. Yeah, little Gordon. He's he is funny too. Fair, but yeah, nah, he's 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 top man. He he's always got a beer in his hand, as you can imagine. He doesn't. Um, he's still singing. Trying, still like, singing songs, is he? Yeah. When you see the size of him, it makes the video funnier. Like he is four foot nothing. If if whoever he's talking to genuinely turned around and goes right, let's have it. He is running a mile. Because yeah, he yeah, is yeah. tiny, but he's he's funny and he's typical football. Gets right involved. Um, especially at, especially at the level. Not not so much now because National League is a great league. But when I first went on, it was step three in the Ryman Prem. You know, it's like you got you got a man and his dog watching the game, and he's shouting at people. You think, give it a rest, <laughs> man. Come on, we've got about twelve people in the ground. Everyone can hear you. Now, nah, but he's he's all right. He's top man. He's um goes to all the games, obviously. And to be fair to him, with 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 his little fame or whatever he got, um, he done a lot for charity as well. Yes, so. yeah, he did yeah. a single, didn't he? And he he raised a lot of money. Yeah. I think so, he... yeah, fair play to him. I think I think people can rent him for stags as well. Yeah, he, he's I've seen a few clips of him on stags. Brilliant. He's like throwing him around the room and that. He is literally that small. Throwing him at a dartboard and stuff. Brilliant. Oh, like, I might do the same to be fair. I'm engaged to my missus. I'm gonna that's a great show. I'm congratulations. Great. Yeah, oh, for sure. Thank you have you to you, yeah. you have to show a bit of loyalty. I know you've left there, Connor, but you have to show a bit of loyalty. <laughs> It'd be great footage mobbing Gordon around over in Vegas or something. Yeah, so two public appeals today. So so from Connor. So a Roy Keane signed shirt. We're gonna get Gordon, the the Wheelstone Raider, yeah. to to get handcuffed him for a stag. So two two very important public appeals for Connor today. We have to make that happen. So what for Connor? So was it Gianfranco Zola was there at the time when you signed? When, they, uh, they, when they, I, they, they've had so many managers at this stage, I yeah, I couldn't even no. I couldn't even tell you who was there at the time. <laughs> Honestly, I I was there for it all, and I can't tell you them all. I'm not even that's not even a band. There was a there was a spell when there was three or four within a month. So yeah, when I when I first first signed. Um, as youth team at, at 16, um, Malky McKay was the manager. Right. Um, Sean Dyke was his assistant. And then Mark Warburton was the academy manager. So there's... That's there's three three, three big managers, say, yeah. You don't know at the time how, how how unbelievable that is when you have what three people that went on to have such good managerial careers, especially even, obviously, Sean Dyke managing the Prem now, Mark Warburton um, been massive in the championship as well. So, yeah. 
yeah, they were they were the three, and then um, I think Malky was there for two years. Yeah, two years it was my first time involved in the first team squad. Malky was still manager, which was the following season, um, and then obviously he moved on to I believe Cardiff. It was he he left. Yeah. And obviously Daichi took over. Um, he gave me my first pro contract. Um, it would have been maybe the year after getting my first pro contract, and then then in the off season, literally just signed my pro contract um, that he'd offered me. And in the off season, the big Italian takeover happened, and he threw no fault of his own because, as you can see, he's a great manager. He'd done a great job at Watford, but when the new owners come in, they um they had a different vision and obviously um brought in. I don't even want to say sacked. That if he, he weren't really sacked because it weren't warranted of a second. Um, he'd done well the year before, and they just had a different vision, I suppose. And they they um went with Zola obviously in the end, and um I got great respect for Daichi. He was he, as they gave him my first pro. When I made my debut the following season after he'd left, he texted me. He didn't have to do that. He texted me saying, congrats, like, great to see that, which is just credit to, to the man he is. And obviously, he's um he comes across stern, but very, very fair, very fair man and just just a really good guy. Um, as I said, then he he obviously left and Zola come in and I luckily came back Um, he had a really, really good preseason, got offered a four-year contract off the back of preseason. And then obviously, first game of the season, made my debut, yeah, so... Um, I was one. Don't get me wrong. It was really, really tough um, for a lot of the young lads there at the time because they then had resources where they could bring in. As you can see now, there's constant turnover of player at Watford. Like they, they were yeah. bringing in 10, 12 players. It made it very difficult. But myself, Sean Murray, Tommy Holbin, there was a, like a lot of Irish, yeah, three Irish boys. We were lucky enough. We all got four or five year contracts. We had good pre seasons, um, and we all, to be fair, we all kicked on quite well. And yeah, really, really to be fair. Zola, I have to say, Zola, one of the nicest people, one of the best people I've met in football, um, which is mental considering his career. If you never, if you never knew anything about football, never knew anything about his career, you'd never guess that he was um, of the stature that he was because he was just so very awesome, modest, lovely guy. Yeah, genuinely, almost too nice to be a manager, if that makes sense. He was, he was so yeah. nice, like lovely man. Um, but he, he, he liked me. I liked him. That was probably my, in terms of my spell at Watford, that was my favourite time. I think when he, when he was manager. Obviously, it's easy to say that because I was playing. But yeah, he played very nice football, didn't he? Yeah, he um one thing I always remember he he was like literally ultra play 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 out from the back, but he always said yeah. he said don't kick it long play and if it if we give the ball away and concede it's his fault not ours. So he, right. he, he like he was like go out and do this. This is what we're doing. He had um very strong beliefs in how he wanted to play. And to be fair, I bought we we all bought into it. That first year we got to the playoff final and we're very we were very unlucky not to go up automatic, but obviously lost the playoff final at Wembley. Um, yeah, but we had an unbelievable side like with some like some great football we played as well that year, but. Fairly enjoyable season. Um, obviously cut short for me by injury, but this, this, the time I was fit, even when I was injured, still a great place to be. But he was a top top manager. Yeah, yeah, and you were still part of the team. I mean, I mean, you didn't didn't get too many appearances, but when you when you got into the Premier League, so that must have been some experience to, to be around the squad at the time. Exactly that. Yeah, it's it's always nice to be. You can you, as you can imagine, the dressing room is always good when you're doing well. So it was a good place to be, a good environment to be in. We were going well. Um. Obviously, yeah, as you said, it's still part of it, still training with the boys every day. Um, travelled in a few mass day squads, didn't didn't play, I don't think, that year we got promoted. But still around, I said, you're still soaking up the atmosphere. And it was a, just a good place to be. Yeah, we had some great people like Troy Deeney, a load of lads, just top people that, that I enjoyed being around anyway. So thoroughly enjoyed, obviously, to, to, to get promoted, obviously. I wouldn't say I got promoted, but to be around the club that did is a good experience, yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone plays their part, you know, even if, if you're training with the lads, that's still part of it. And what do you make of the club now, Connor? Because... I mean the the running team, and no disrespect because it's your former club, but I, I saw a tweet recently and they said Watford, the most pointless club, uh, 
just because of their, their their turnover of staff. I mean, it's it's insane. Like I'm gonna actually while I while I have you here, I'll just count it up. Uh, actually, no, I won't because it's gonna take me a long time. But you. I mean, it's it's How a huge turnover. Huge, yeah, exactly. We'd be here all night, but it's a huge turnover, isn't it? So, what do you make of all that? Because that's you know, I know, I know football is, is results-based, and I know com- now compared to, say, 20 years ago, managers are getting way less time, and, and Whopper, they're getting even less time. What, what do you make of all that, Connor? It's a tough one. Obviously, you don't ever want to see anyone lose their job, so yeah. I, I would never condone it. But I have, obviously, living around Watford still, I've got a lot of people that are Watford fans, and they, they've almost come, it's so bad, they've almost come used to it, and that's, that's the way, that's the Watford way almost, and that sounds mental, but they... It's been successful for Watford in terms of, you know, that initial reaction you get with a new manager. Yeah. That they, I know they got relegated a couple of years back, but they bounced straight back. They got promoted straight away, and they could easily go down this year. They, they might, they might very well go down. But they've they've been in the Premier League in the last five years more than they have been in the last twenty five. So yeah, yeah. more season. So, and don't get me wrong, I, I still think people, a lot of the managers, in fact, a lot of the managers have been have been sacked prematurely, but. A lot of the Watford fans will argue that they've been the most successful they've been, and you can't argue with that. But I just, I, I, being around football, I don't think you should be changing our managers as, in terms of as a player trying to be in a settled squad in a settled environment. That just ain't the way. But listen, they've got their methods, and there was, there was always signs of that even when I was there, um, however long, many six, seven years ago, however long it's been now, maybe less. But um, there's always been that sign. But it, it's just, I don't know, as you said, it's industry now, I guess it's. It's rife. Watford maybe more so than everywhere else, but it's still other clubs are very similar. They're itchy trigger fingers, aren't they? But do you think it's an Italian thing because the, the owners are Italian? Because the, the changeover in Serie A is huge. Like it's very yeah, big. Maybe it will be. They 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 like they they must just want instant results and they might see a, a five, six game blip as as something that they need to make make a decision on, whereas other clubs might just think, oh, it is a blip. If you, I always think if you can see progression from when they took over to where they are now in terms of the development and how the club's going and the style of football or whoever, whatever you'd look for as a chairman or a board, then that you're pretty much going the right direction. You can't, at a level, where in the, especially the Premier League, even at National League level, it's so hard to put results together consistently unless you're in the top five, top six. So you're going to get spells where you lose four or five in a row. So to lose a job over that, I always think is a bit harsh, but... Listen, they've got their methods. As I said, I can't. You can't argue with the results they've had recently. I think with any manager, they have to have a run with the team to train them, and also a run in a transfer window just to shape things. Because I mean, you you always inherit a team, and I'm sure managers, when they're applying for jobs or when they're approached, they look at the, the group of players they have and they say, "Well, can I do something with this group, or will this group suit the style of football?" But they still need a bit of rigor room to to put exactly. more of a shape on it. So it's it's interesting to see the the kind of turnover with everything. So. While you were with Watford, Connor, you won a lot of Ireland caps underage. So you played under, I think you played under 17, under 19, under 21 level. And I was just going through one of the team sheets. It was actually the Germany game. Um, I remember the one. Sligo, uh, Sligo won it. Yeah. 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 Not, what was the score? They beat us. Was it yeah. 4 0. 4 0. Not a, not a great result. That's only because you didn't but start. To be fair, Connor. wait. Like, everyone can hold their opinions back. Until, when they hear the German team, they might give a bit a little bit more. Yeah. They had yeah, some good players it was players. a very, very good German team, actually. Um, I've actually got it here. Just I think a, it was Leon a... Gretzka played. It was obviously Bayern Munich Champions League winner. Yeah. Rudiger was playing, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Rudiger was playing centre-half. Mustafi, yeah. he's got I think it was Ter Stegen in goal? Barcelona uh, Ter Stegen was in goal. Yeah, Goretzka, Goretzka centre-mid. Yeah. Eunice was playing kind of in behind yeah. the striker. Volland, I think he plays for yeah, Monaco. Yeah. Might have been a shelter for a bit as well. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. yeah they, had a, sorry, they were a joke. For... Bernard, um, Bernard Leno on the on the bench. Yeah, very good team. Very good team. But but to be fair, um, 
you weren't starting, so I think that's why it didn't. We're only saying that because you're on, Connor. Only saying that because you're on. But, I can't but, wait till the cameras are off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So a couple of public appeals. So Roy Keane jersey. Um Gordon to to do the stag and um us making excuses that Connor didn't start. Exactly. And, and that's why we lost it. Why we lost to Germany. Yeah, Goretzka wouldn't have got a touch if I was playing. I know, I know. You got a yellow. I'm just looking there. You got a yellow card. I, I'd imagine that was a tackle on you, Connor. I'd yeah. imagine that was a tackle on you. Yeah. But a few players in that age grade. So um Shane Duffy was captain. Uh, was Matt Doherty playing in midfield that day? I think he did, you know. I think he did. To be yeah. fair, he's a, he is a good footballer. Um, yeah, yeah. We actually, to be fair, now it he, he does trigger back. We did have a good side when you think it's very good think side. Yeah, we did well, Sean, good Sean Murray, Sean Murray was there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Samir Carruthers oh, as well. A lot of lads have had a good career, to be fair. I think Anthony Ford might have been around at that point as well. Yeah, Anthony um, Ford was on that, on one of the wings. Yeah, Samir Carruthers yeah. as well. He was he was a great little player with Villa. I think yeah, he um. Player, went to yeah. Sheffield United then, I think. And then Aiden O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden O'Brien was playing as well. Yeah. yeah he, he's after going to Portsmouth, Aiden. And um, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did, yeah. So, a couple yeah. of other lads. Sean McGinty would have been with United, I think, at the time. Um, and yeah. he's he playing left back. But the big one, big one, Connor, you know, you know we're, got, we're moving on to this one. So someone who would have sat with, with you on the bench, uh, Jack Grealish. What was he like as a teammate? I mean, that, that must have been fascinating, kind of. Um, I suppose coming through the ranks with him, I know he was a couple of years younger than you, but you must have seen how talented he was from training and so on. Yeah, well, I we always used to play at youth team level. Um, we obviously played Aston Villa quite a lot, who obviously had Derek Williams, Samir Carruthers, and yeah. Jack Reeves was obviously that good that used to play up from from under 15 to under 16. So even then, he was one of the better players. Um, so there was we I knew all three of them anyway, and obviously when when we ended up working with with the three of them, especially Jack. He just said, yeah, just so much quality. It was weird one. I'd love to see his actual, his sprint speed in terms of like whatever preseason testing they're doing because he doesn't seem the quickest, but just glides past people. But like, it's so weird. I've never seen it before. When someone, he's obviously quick, don't get me wrong. He's quick in, in terms of the average person, very, very quick. But in terms of top level, he ain't like, you know, think of a Bemiang or whoever else you think of yeah. in terms of just being rapid. But he just glides past people. People... You see the stat, obviously, how many times he gets fouled. He's just very good with his body, manipulates the ball really well. But you could always see, even back then, um, the quality he had. Uh, it's, all, it's all people always say, like, "Oh, did you think he'd go to the very top?" Like he has. And it's it's almost impossible to say that because he was so good. But then you need so much luck as well, and obviously, people take two people to have trust in you and to play regularly to ever get to that level. But he was, he was obviously a standout in terms of ability. But he. Um, yeah, excellent player and a really, really good lad as well. Like top, top lad. Yeah, you kind of spoke off air. You said that you were quite fond of him, and he, he seems like a good bit of crack. To be fair, were his legs as big back then? Were they? His calves. Yeah, his calves <laughs> have always been that big. Yeah, we always used still the exact same. He used to wear his socks really low, and his, you always think, has he got shin pads on? But yeah, <laughs> really like just really good calves. Yeah, I could look at them all night. Great calves. Really had <laughs> that good. I, I maybe won't. We won't make that one public, Connor. <laughs> Your fiance might get worried. Oh <laughs> uh, well, she, well, she's got someone to work toward at least. <laughs> True that you'd be doing, you'd be doing the uh, the calf raises now for the next couple of months. Um, how did you feel when he switched over to England? Did you, did you see it coming? Do you think, or, or were you a little bit surprised? It's a tough one because uh, it's the same with Declan Rice. When when they start getting, they obviously uh, they obviously always probably wanted to play for England for every age group, whether they say they didn't or did not. They obviously that would obviously have been the plan, but it there becomes a point where you think. I might not get a chance, so I'll play for Ireland. And then obviously, they obviously progress into a, into a position where they were good enough to go and push on to England. So you can't begrudge them that. Um, 
it's obviously there's different I know lads that have been born in England with with Irish parents and grandparents that they always say they'll never ever do that. Yeah. Um, and that's fair enough. It depends. It's, but you can't begrudge them wanting to go and try and achieve stuff in major tournaments within national. As much as I'd love to have Declan Rice and Jack Reed, uh, wearing a green shirt, as I'm sure we all would, because it obviously makes us better. They've got to think about. I suppose they they want to go and try achieve. Like they nearly won the Euros. You know what I mean? They they could have yes, easily yeah. had a European Championship winning winner medal, um, if the game had gone their way. Um, so it's, it's a tough one. I know, and I'm sure there is people in Ireland that think, nah, it's not good enough. Um, turncoats, all that kind of stuff. But nah, I, I suppose they just wanted to go and try achieve it as best they could, and it, they got to a point where they were genuinely pushing on to a position where they could play for England. So fair play to them. I hope they do well. Um, within reason, obviously, unless they're playing us. But yeah, I hope they want to do well. <laughs> Yeah, and it's good hearing that, you know, and it's good to hear the the well wishes and so on because I mean there, there's so many contrasts and views. I think I think a lot of people are a bit more accepting now, you know, as, as time has gone on and and I suppose they've they've looked at the the alternatives and maybe the sponsorship um sponsorship opportunities and the different things that have have kind of come up. So it's interesting to get a get get the perspective of, of an ex teammate. So you know, as well as Watford, Connor, you would have played with Wimbledon, Plymouth, Yeovil, and um, you've kind of come into the, the lower leagues now. You're with Boreham Wood and you're actually the assistant coach there now you're only I mean you're only 28 is it yeah tw- well 29 this month but yeah 28 at a minute um starting off very early yeah no nah, so obviously when I as I said to you I've, um we we're obviously talking off there I said about when I signed for Bournemouth a couple of years back I um started doing a little bit of coaching obviously it was always in the back of my mind to go into that anyway um I started working within the academy there in a couple of days a week and um, doing a bit of coaching and that's obviously progressed from there and got a good relationship with a manager at Bournemouth. He's a young manager, a very, very good manager. And I don't say this lightly in terms of he, he genuinely is probably the best manager I've worked with since my Watford days where I'd put him in, in terms of managers I enjoyed and, and I think are top, top managers, him and Zola are probably top two, wow. which is as good a compliment as I can play him, pay him considering, as you say, we've been through 22 Watford managers. So to, to be to be near the top of that list is obviously is obviously a good compliment. But when, when, he, when he obviously broke the topic in the summer, I said I do get well when he broached topic about me doing player coach this year with the first team and what would I think? I thought, if, as I probably thought the same thing you're probably thinking and most people do is oh, it's a bit young to start, but at the same time it's, it's it was a great opportunity. I didn't want to pass up to work that closely yeah. with him and see how he works. So it can only stand me in good stead when it does come to a time where I've got to hang the old boots up. So it can only help me in terms of how how quick I can hopefully progress within the the non playing side. I think it's one of them where when you're so young, it's kind of enshrined within you that kind of management aspect? Like, would you have considered yourself a real leader on the pitch and a good communicator and, and very tactically aware of things? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I am, um, I've always, I've always been a big personality in change rooms in terms of, well, people will say, oh yeah, in terms of the banter side of it, but um, even, even stuff like that, yeah, I, I'd like to think I see the game, um, see the game well and obviously can, can read a game well and I've always tried to, try to be a voice on the pitch when I've been playing them. Um, well, yeah, I've got obviously just try to use my experiences the best I can. Um, I've been been with a lot of different managers, and you just try to take little bits and bobs from different ones. And I suppose that's what m- blends you into the, the culture of the manager you're probably going to be in the future. And as I said, working with the gaffer, uh, the gaffer, the gaffer now, Bournemouth, Luke. Um, I, th- I think he took over Bournemouth five years ago. He would have been 30, 31. So he was yeah. a young man. Like that's a manager as well. That's not just. I'm 29. I'm I'm first team coach. He was in a year. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine in my head in a year's time being an actual first team manager at this level. So that's testament to him of how of how good he is and how quick he's adapted. Because he'll tell you how different he's changed from from that person five six years ago. But he is as like a really really top manager. And um, I wouldn't be surprised how I well 
he could go as high as he wanted, really, if he carries on the way he's going. As you can see, we're having a good year. Um, but he could really kick on. Yeah, he's a top, top manager. And I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to work closely with him. I mean, at this rate, Connor, you or him could get the Whopper job. <laughs> yeah, and then, be, and then be sacked again in a month. Yeah, you'd probably be sacked. Or you never yeah. know. You, you might go with him and you might take over um, after being assistant. It must be strange, though, having a few of the players older than you. Like Niall Rangers there, isn't he, uh, at Bournemouth? And he's a couple of years older than you. So how, how's that for you when some of the, the older heads are there and that, that you would have played with and all of a sudden you're you're managing them and you're, you're giving them instruction? Is it is a tricky one? Obviously, um, I've been injured for the last couple of months. Uh, but obviously, in pre-season, the start of the season, when I was fit, and obviously I'm now back fit now, it does become more of a day-to-day with the players. Obviously, because I'm because I'm training and playing, I'm the kind of I'm more of a player in that respect. Don't get me wrong, me and the gaffer and Lloyd Doyley, funny enough, yeah, Wofford, yeah, from Wofford as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Doyley's the assistant manager, so he um, us three will talk after the session, we'll go through bits, and we'll talk on a match day. But in terms of when the players are around, um, I get on so we got an unbelievable group, and I like I. Buzzing, just we just buzzed to go into work to each other, with, with each other. It's um, one of them, and also, as I said, it's easy to have a good change room when you're doing well, but we've got a great change room, so there's none of that where, um, like we've got players that are older than the manager, never mind me. Um, our <laughs> captain Mark Ricketts, I think, I'm sure he's a oh, yeah, he was Swansea, was he Swansea and Hull? I think, um, I can't think of how it's, it's yeah, age yeah. and history, his career, yeah, so yeah. he's that old, so <laughs> he, um, he's he's just a yeah, we just got top people, so age don't really come into it, there's no. There's nothing like that. They're all good lads. They've all um, they all buy into what we're trying to do anyway. And I, I suppose, yeah. Obviously, Nile Rangers there. He's a, he's a, he's believe it or not. You can you obviously you see some bits and bobs in the news, but he's a, he's a great lad. He's been top drawer since he's come in in terms of round the round the place. He's um, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, very like funny lad. Comes in, goes about his work fine, no issues. Like good as gold. We've yeah, we've just got a good group. That's the main thing. It's every year I've everywhere I've been where I've been successful in terms of promotions or done this and then that's always been a close-knit group and that does help when you, you, you'll nick 10 points a season off the back of that because you just dig in for each other and how far do you want to go with the coaching Connor would you like to be a manager someday or are you happy to do the, the kind of more on-field hands, hands-on stuff um no it's it's obviously I don't know how it's gonna how, how we're gonna go like in terms with the current manager or what's gonna happen uh, moving forward I I could see myself being a manager I'd like to think I'd I'd, I'd be I'd be able to progress into that. I don't know how I'd do as a, as a manager because obviously you never would do until you you probably don't know how tough it is until you actually do it. Yeah. Um, I can imagine it's very difficult. Obviously, it would be very difficult. It's obviously not an easy industry anyway. But I, yeah, I could definitely see myself doing it. Whether I do it in the next few years or how long it takes, or I do I work within a non-playing staff, whether it be a coach or assistant manager for another few years before I think about that. But never know what the future holds. But I can definitely see myself um, potentially doing it. I'd li- I would like to try it anyway. Yeah. As I said, Connor, throw your name in the hat for the Whopper job. Um, you know, it's probably going to pop up a couple of times this year, so you might yeah. as well go for it once. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I suppose I'll before we... Out, I'll run out of anyone else anyway soon. There'll be no one else left. I know, there'll be no one else left. Look, look, yeah. ex-player, you've started coaching very early. Another public appeal. So what is it? The the Keen jersey, the get Gordon for the stag, um, and the Whopper job. Simple, simple, Connor. This, this interview is going to make not, you big. <laughs> not necessarily that order. <laughs> yes, could be, could be anything, could be anything in any order, any order. Um, I suppose before we finish up, Connor, the the Ireland side at the moment. So you would have played with Shane Duffy, you would have played with with Matt Doherty, a couple of the other lads. I don't know if you play with, with is John Egan the same kind of age? Yeah, played play, play with John Egan, played with Jeff Hendrick, yeah, a few yeah. lads. Yeah, yeah, Robbie Brady maybe as well. I don't know if he was the same kind of. I know, age group. Fair, he was he was obviously same ages uh, as Jeff and Matt and all them boys. Yeah. Shane, but they um by the time I broke into twenty ones, I was a couple of years younger then. By the time I broke into twenty ones, he'd um. 
I think he'd okay. gone to the senior team. But I never actually, obviously, I know of him and throughout the age group for Ireland, but I never actually shared a squad with him now. Yeah, man. How do you how do you see the lads getting on this year? Um, Stephen Kenny coming in, bit of momentum going, Nations League coming up. It's tough. Isn't it? Like he's obviously he's obviously ch- trying to change the style of football as much as he can, but it it's tough. Listen, we've um in from what I from I always remember back in school, the last World Cup we qualified for, qualified for two thousand and two, um how good it was. So I'd love I'd love for us to qualify for another World Cup. I know we've qualified for a few European Championships since then, but an actual World Cup, I, I'll never forget them days in school. So yeah. if we can manage to get anywhere near that, which is always tough, I know we've obviously missed out on this one, but. You just never know what's going to happen. We've got a few good young players coming through, Adam Ida, people like that. So you never know. Just got, as you say, get a bit of momentum going and then see what happens. We're we're normally tough to play against. We might, we we might, we never really get battered two, three, four. But if we just stay in game, we might just get a little bit of luck. Hopefully, we qualify for competition soon. It is. It's always good when you got your your country in a competition. It makes it a little bit better, and more interesting, doesn't it? But it's it is so tough to qualify, especially when you're obviously not not one of the higher seeded teams. Yeah, fingers crossed it all pans out and, um, you know, very exciting times ahead either way. But, Connor, absolute pleasure chatting to you and thanks so much for taking the time out. No, no problem. Thanks for having us on, yeah.